0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 138 of the A Foot in the Box podcast. My name is Peter Elliott. And I'm Paul Elliott. We are twin brothers from Champaign, Illinois. Thanks so much for listening to this uh, opening day special uh, edition of the A Foot in the Box podcast. Paul, how's it going? It's going well. It's been a while. Yes, uh, I believe early December. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the last time we recorded. Uh since then we we turned uh, twenty seven years old. That's true. Together. It's our golden birthday. Mm-hmm. Which last episode you, you weren't quite sure what that <laughs> meant. Yes, now I know. Yeah. I think we missed our golden episode, like the age. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like episode twenty seven. Uh or it would have been like twenty five. Oh, at the time, yeah. Yeah, so this is a special uh, episode. Um back in December on uh episode 137, we shared about the future of the podcast. It was towards the end of the episode and I think many of our loyal listeners uh skipped over that portion. Mhm. Wasn't peak baseball season. World Series had ended uh several weeks before. Off-season was rather slow back then and so I, I don't think we caught a lot of our fans cuz many of them have been asking. I think uh, about the future of the podcast. From what I gather, we are um, kind of pleasant background noise for quite Mm -hmm. a few of our listeners. Much much like actual baseball. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so at that time, uh, we shared that the podcast would not be continuing like it had been the previous three uh, baseball seasons. By that, we mean um, the weekly segment-based podcast that would come out on Mondays. Um, so we would, that, that version of the podcast would not be continuing, uh, simply it was too much work, uh, to prepare and then record and then edit each week. I did a little bit of math. Uh, so we did 137 shows before this one. And, uh, based on my calculations, I think I put in over a thousand hours (laughs) these past few years, which means I was 9,000 short of the, uh, the 10,000 rule. Malcolm Gladwell's rule? Yes. So, uh, uh, very much enjoyed those uh, those 1,000 hours and 137 episodes in the past three years. It was a blast to do it with you, Paul. Likewise. So, uh, you know, many people I think were concerned about our relationship, <laughs> had the podcast broken the twin bond, and uh, just want to put those rumors to bed. Our relationship has never been healthier. That's true. Uh, but it was time to spend more time with my family. (laughs) Uh, So as we announced back then, the podcast wasn't continuing, but there were a couple interesting things that we were considering for 2018. And so this podcast is when we are announcing what we are doing for 2018. As you said on that podcast, Paul, the brand must go on. Mm -hmm. The Foot in the Box brand must go on. So uh, without further ado, Paul, would you like to announce our uh, 2018 plans for the podcast. We're writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well said, would you like to explain uh, that in any more detail? Sure. So topic is to be determined. We are accepting ideas, so feel free to... Well, it's a baseball book. Correct. Baseball book. I. That's kind of needless to say. Um, feel free to send in your ideas. But um, yeah, like Peter was saying, the podcast was a ton of work and um, I don't think either of us were, like, excellent at it. Like, it was fun to do, but... If one of us was better than the other, who would you say was better than Oh, at you podcasting? for sure. Thank but you. It, just, Thank you. it never felt like our sweet spot, so to speak. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, but I think we had the, the twin thing going for us. That's, like, interesting to, uh, to someone that doesn't know us personally. But many of our listeners are people that knew us, and mm-hmm. I think... Uh, liked to uh just hang out with us weekly and that was like the main draw but uh we weren't weren't all that uh I don't like hot takey or intriguing enough to build a um, like a, a big enough audience where you would think about a sponsorship or things like that yep so but we didn't want to just kill sort of the connection or like partnership that we had developed over the last 3 years still love baseball probably more than ever and uh, like I said earlier, relationship is healthy between Peter and I. So we were just brainstorming different ideas, and a writing project, like writing a book, um, was one of the ones that came to mind. We pursued a couple of others. Um, those haven't panned out to date, but I'm um, <laughs> uh, really excited just about it. Just one other. One other. We wanted to do a weekly baseball show, local baseball show in Champagne, and the uh, one connection that we had at a local radio station um, that does sports talk did not come through for us so he declined to comment so our, i think um it was like one a and one b it was a sure it was a uh john lester kyle hendricks situation no ace in terms of our options so i'm i was just as excited i think to, to write the book as i was to do the mm-hmm. sports show the local uh baseball show and the, so the idea is that we'll still get together um Every Sunday or maybe every other Sunday, there's a little more flexibility there. Um, If, like, my kids are sick or something, I don't have to to ask Kate to to watch them while I record a baseball podcast. But the idea is we'd get together still weekly or regularly and uh, work on a baseball project together. And at the end of the year, we'd have something concrete, um, like a book, to kind of um, remember uh, the year by and kind of remember the podcast Um, in general by yeah and we're open to topics and suggestions so feel free to send us those Um, I will say we're looking for something unique our approach to podcasting was to provide something that we didn't um, see out there in the the baseball world and so we don't want to write a book that's been written before or a book that would um, just kind of get lost with with all the others we want to do something unique that hasn't been really covered before and so uh, that's kind of our um, focus right now is trying to find a, a interesting, fun topic for us to research and and write about. Uh, and I think uh, a lot of people have asked me about like publishing. I don't think we have aspirations that it would ever like that people would ever pay a lot of money to like read the book. Like I, I'm guessing we'll send it to a lot of our loyal listeners mm-hmm. uh, that have been with us as kind of a thank you. And if it's interesting and good, you know, we might, you know, try to to get a little traction, but we don't have aspirations that the time that we're putting into would ever be compensated back to us. Yeah. It's not like, oh, the podcast thing we couldn't monetize. So now we're trying to separate (laughs) out. We are very uh, humble from the get go that Mm -hmm. we don't think this will actually make anything. Yeah. If this doesn't work, we're going to try uh, starting a local newspaper, <laughs> print only. That's where the money's at. Yeah, and I maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but um, I don't see any way that we can't dedicate our book to all the loyal <laughs> listeners out there. Yes, yes. You don't want to dedicate to your sons? No, I think this one. This one goes to listeners. They were My sons weren't around when we started the podcast. Mm. I will They're say bandwagon sons, you might say. Yes. I will add that over the last month, uh I've actually like second guessed our decision not to do a podcast because of the number of people that have asked about it. It's hmm. not like hundreds, but um, uh, several different people from like different spheres of life have approached being asked kind of where the podcast is or what's the status. So I do want to say thank you. Uh, that means a lot um, you know, to put all that time in and have people that actually care about it really does mean something so appreciate your love and support and asking the questions hopefully the book will be a small token of our appreciation absolutely all right so just a few uh things that i wanted to touch on uh like i said send us suggestions or topics um, that come to your mind you can tweet at us at a foot in the box or email us a foot in the box at gmail.com uh like we mentioned earlier i think we're going to take april or so and um try to come up with a topic and then spend the rest of the baseball season researching and writing the book. So if you've got ideas, please send them our way. Uh, We're still doing the over-under game that we did the past couple years. Um, It's always uh, one of our favorite things to do because a lot of people uh, like to play it. So uh, you can head to our website at footinthebox.com. This is coming out on opening day. Uh, And so we're leaving that game open through the first weekend of the baseball season. So it'll close on Sunday of uh, opening weekend. So um, based on the Vegas projections, um, or based on their over-under marks, you just have to pick over-under for each team, and then the amount that you're over or under for each team is added up, and then there's a collective winner at the end. That person gets a free baseball book of their choosing. So footinthebox.com. We'd uh, love to play with you, and we also c- compare that against other uh, projections like 538 and Baseball Prospectus and uh, those sorts of websites. Uh, last thing I had um, you know, thankfully, we didn't have to do predictions this year. I, I um, kind of a love hate thing. I like making pr- uh, predictions, but then, you know, mid season, we kind of revisit them, and at the end of the year, we'd look back, and uh, really everyone just sucks at predicting things. <laughs> and you, you it's kind of like a doing a bracket you think that you um have things uh, more correct than others um or that you know you're smarter than others but really everyone is just guessing and and no one has an idea what they're doing. So instead of predictions this year I have five burning questions for you Paul. I need your answer to five big picture MLB questions. So you are, is, This are you, is like our last segment. <laughs> <laughs> The foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last segment in a foot-in-the-box history. Uh, so 2018 burning questions. Got five of them. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Who hits more home runs this year, Aaron Judge or his teammate, Gene Carlos Stanton? Stanton. 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 Okay. S- I'm, I'm saying sophomore slump. Now, uh, Stanton, uh, injury risk. He played a full season last year, but a few before that, he was injured. I like Stanton. I'll take Judge. Does Bryce Harper get four hundred million dollars at the end of the season? Yes, from the Nationals. Well, Uh, so I looked up the ten highest contracts, sports contracts in history. Of those ten, eight were baseball contracts. Two non-baseball. Do you have any guesses, Paul? Um. Two non-baseball sports contracts. It's not Foot- one soccer and one basketball. I was gonna say not football because, um. Like the, the most recent NBA one, Steph, James Harden, hmm. at two hundred and twenty-eight million dollars over six years, and the soccer one was Neymar, uh, who's a current soccer player. He got $222 million over five years from the Paris uh, Saint Germain Hmm. football team. The baseball ones? Baseball ones. The eight. uh, The last guessing game. How many of the eight can you name, Paul? Oh, gosh, not many. Would Verliner and Cabrera make that list? Miguel Cabrera made the list. Eight years, $247 million, and it was an extension. So he is paid an average of thirty-one million dollars through twenty twenty-three. Hmm. Stanton make that list. Uh, Stanton is first uh, highest sports contract ever at three hundred twenty-five million. Freelander is not on this list. Hmm. The Arod giver. Yes, Arod second, two hundred seventy-five million over ten years, with the Yankees. Um. And actually. A- Sorry, Arod twice. Uh, he's fourth in this list. Uh, his first big one with the Rangers, two fifty-two over ten years. Uh, did Trout get a mega deal? Did not. Cano, yep, he is sixth, uh, two forty over ten. With the Mariners. We've got two first basemen, and or three first basemen and a starting pitcher. All active? Yes. Vado? Uh sorry, one is one is forced to retire due to injury. Vado is uh 8th on the list 225 over 10. Um Prince fielder, he is 10th 214 over 9. Starter is active? Sorry, there's two two starting pitchers actually, both active, both left-handed. Hmm, uh Kershaw? Kershaw, 215 over 7. And did uh, Sabathia get a big deal when he signed with the uh, He's not in the top 10. Another lefty. Ale East. Drawing a <laughs> blank. David Price, 217 uh, over 7. Yep. I think. Uh, did you say Pujols? I did not. Uh, 240 over 10. He is paid. Uh, 24 million dollars a year through 2021 all right so you think harper gets 400 million from the nationals yep okay all right the yankees indians astros nationals cubs and dodgers are your locks to win divisions based on many people's predictions Uh, they are all projected by baseball prospectus to win their division by at least six games which is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, each division in baseball is projected to to be uh, six games or more in terms of the difference between the first and second place teams. So Yankees, Indians, Astros in the American League, Nationals, Cubs, Dodgers in the National League. Which one does not win their division, Paul? Slash which one uh, wins it by the smallest amount? Yeah. So I, I'm going more by like how competitive the division is. Um, instead of like how much I dislike the, the favorite, I say the AL East and the NL Central will both be fairly competitive. Okay. I like the Red Sox and I like, I don't know if it's the Brewers or Cardinals, but I think one of those teams will, um, make the Cubs sweat a little bit. Yeah. I'll take the AL East. And I'm tempted to say AL West too. Cause I think people are, uh, not taking into account the World Series hangover for the Astros. Hmm. People are talking about them very much like they talked about the Cubs last year. Who would be the number two in that division, though? Uh, That's where it gets tricky. Mariners? Probably the the Angels put together a pretty good team for this year. All right, so number four, uh, the other direction. So last year, the Diamondbacks went from 69 wins to 93, and the Twins jumped from 59 wins to 85 wins. Um, So big jumps, which 90-loss team from 2017 wins the most games this year? Your teams to choose from, your White Sox, the Tigers, in the American League, and then a whole bunch in the National League. You've got the Braves, Mets, Phillies in the East. You've got the Reds in the Central, and then you have the Padres and Giants in the West. Some pretty good teams to choose from, especially in the National League. Yeah, I'm going either Mets or Phillies, I'll say the uh, Phillies. Okay. I'm going to take the Giants on this one. Gosh, I didn't realize the Mets lost 90 games last year. Mm-hmm. But I'm, in the National League, each of those teams except the Reds, uh, I think are are planning on winning competing this year. Yeah. Braves, I mean, I- Braves, Mets, Phillies, Padres, Giants all made moves that would, you know, set them up well to win this year. I think both the Mets and the Giants would have, like I think they were playoff predictions for us last year. Yep. All right, last burning question. Uh, Otani, uh, Shohei Otani, has not done well in the spring, Paul. Uh, 28 at-bats when we're recording this. Three hits with no extra base hits. And then as a pitcher, uh, has thrown two and two-thirds innings uh, Given up eight earned runs on nine hits and three homers. It's a whip over four and an ERA over 27. So I think we gave our over-under uh, lines uh, in December for innings and plate, appearance, plate appearances this year. So I'll give them to you again. I'm not sure what we said back then. but Well, to clarify first, is he starting the year with the club? Uh, as of this recording, I, I think think uh that hasn't been totally decided but i think that's the plan okay uh 50 innings pitched for otani over or under that amount uh i'll say over and 250 plate appearances Mm, i'll say under okay yeah it's just going to be super interesting to see how he's used because i think his upside as a pitcher is far more than his upside as a hitter Because he can throw hard, Mm -hmm. and he's tall and has the the body that you'd want from a top of the end starter, but his uh, floor is I think much lower, or much his floor is lower, higher, ceiling is higher as a pitcher, his floor is higher as a hitter. Hmm. Like I think if you ran him out there for a bunch of plate appearances, let him fail uh, and, and adjust, I think he'd be a decent hitter. Like there's less risk with letting him be a, pitch or a hitter? Yes. But you might get stuck trying to let him do both, and he'll be bad at both, like this spring. Anyway, uh, let us know what you think on that one and the others. I've got two bonus ones for our local teams. Paul, the Cubs are projected at 91 wins. The White Sox are projected at 72, according to BP. Uh, so that's a 19-game difference. Uh, so over under 20 games separating the two. I'll say over, but I actually think the Cubs will win like 95-96. I think they're going to have a really good year, and I think the White Sox will be much better right around 75-76. Okay. I think both teams will be better than projected. I'll take the under, but I agree with you on your premise there. Uh, I think the White Sox will will be uh, better than they were last year, and the Cubs will also be better than they were last year. All right, last one, the Illinois Fighting Illini baseball team. Is on a hot streak. They are fifteen and five. They just swept their first Big Ten series of the year this past weekend. Uh, I counted they have twenty nine games left. So how many wins for the Illinois in baseball? In team? total, or out of that twenty nine? Uh, total. Hmm. I'm trying to do math here. So fifteen plus twenty nine is they go Forty four. I I say they go 19-10 and the rest of the way, so that would leave them at what? 34 wins. 34 wins. Okay. Which would be a very good year. Yeah, they were not picked in the top six in the Big Ten before the year uh, by media and coaches and those people. But uh, they appear to be one of the favorites. Second time in the history of the Big Ten a school has had four straight uh, Players of the Week. I'm not a big Players of the Week guy, (laughs) but that's a pretty cool stat. Yep. Brent Splane, first baseman, is uh, absolutely tearing it up. I'd say he's one of the best players in in college baseball right now. Yeah. He was National Player of the Week this past week. Yep. Yep. I will say 36 wins. All right. Uh, One last note I want to announce. Uh, The 2018 Elliott Brothers road trip which we uh, really hyped up each year of our podcast, uh, is coming up. It is Milwaukee. That's the destination this year. Next week. And it is next weekend. Speaking of baseball and cold weather, luckily uh, Miller Park has a roof over it, and it will be warm inside. This is the eighth annual uh, Elliott Brothers Baseball Road Trip that we go on with our older brothers, John and Kevin. Previous destinations – Uh, San Fran was last year, Washington, D.C. the year before, Chicago, Cooperstown, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Denver. So Milwaukee joins that list in 2018. We usually do a podcast, or we have in the past, from that road trip. Uh, That's to be be determined whether we'll do something this year. Um, We will do another podcast when we choose our book topic and have more of a concrete plan for that. So look out for that Towards the end of April or early May, and maybe something from our Milwaukee trip. I'm sure we'll tweet about it. You can follow us on Twitter at a foot in the box. So uh, check us out there. Uh, reminder to go to afootinthebox.com for our over/under uh, game. Make sure to get those in by the end of this weekend. And I think that is it. Paul, do you have anything else to add? I have one quote that I'd like to conclude the podcast with. <laughs> Uh, it's my, one of my wife's favorite quotes. Uh, and I believe it comes from either Dr. Seuss or Winnie the Pooh. Mm. And it's, uh, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. And I think it sums up our podcast experience well. Uh, and as you said in December, the brand must go on. So it's, it's not the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. The podcast is just writing a book. And if you're really desperate to hear us talk, you can just uh, like email us or text us, and we can go out for dinner or something. Yeah. Give Paul a call. His number is 815-915-5313. Mm. Appreciate that. <laughs> As is our tradition on opening day, we close the podcast with the iconic baseball, I don't know what you call it. Uh, Are you talking about Terrence, man? Yeah. What's What's the word for it? Speech. <laughs> sure. As eloquent I was hoping Manifesto Yes Baseball Manifesto From Terrence Main And Feel the Dreams Close out the podcast Uh, Baseball's back Enjoy it And we will talk to you soon
1: Ray People will come Ray They'll come to Iowa For reasons they can't even fathom They'll turn up your driveway Not knowing for sure Why they're doing it They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. for it is money they have, and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, and sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. Where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game, and it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray,
0: when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose.
1: People will come, Ray.
0: You're broke, Ray. You sell now, or you lose everything.
1: The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come.